0: The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in love? Do you believe it's true? Do you believe in love?
1: You're making me believe it too. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're ready to get into a really great weekend. Welcome to the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. We're glad you're along uh, this morning. We've got a lot of ground to cover as uh, we have a lot of updates on some local stories, some national stories uh, as well that we'll be talking about. We're going to start out with your thought of the day though. Are you ready? Your future depends on what you do in the present. That's right. You're laying the groundwork now. If you're not doing much now, chances are are Future's going to look pretty boring uh, our text number 434-248-0704 we give you that because we love it when you join in and play along with our mind jam trivia today is national coffee break day and we want to ask you the following question according to a 2022 survey what is the reason most coffee drinkers give for drinking coffee I would well, say
2: the caffeine but that's I, for me but I know that's not I don't think that would be the answer.
1: I don't know, it's a good answer. For yeah, it sure. makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's it's got to be for three s- things. For some people, I think that is the answer.
2: Yeah, I think for, yeah. I think it'd be three things. It okay. either be the like the warmth, like someone like sure. some people drink iced coffee but you just if we just say regular the warmth of it, right? the taste, okay. and then the caffeine.
1: Okay. Um, so I think it's one of those three, and and also when you talk about coffee breaks and stuff, it's also a very social thing. Yeah, to that do. too. Yeah, it's uh, drinking coffee is a very is a very social thing, uh, for sure. What do you think the answer is? Uh, oh, they're saying a lot of people are saying caffeine. I think I think that's is very true. Yeah. But is it the answer? We'll find out in uh, in just a little bit. On this day in history, of course, this is inauguration day. This is the day when many, many, many presidents have been inaugurated. But in 1945, Franklin D. Roosevelt was sworn in for an unprecedented and never repeated fourth term as the U.S. president in 1945 on this day.
2: It's weird to think that really we haven't had the two-term limit for that long.
1: It really really hasn't been that long when you think about it. Because it was 1945. Right. Because you would think that would have been... like theoretically
2: speaking people are yeah well, but, there are people still alive that like that were alive then
1: right oh, yeah. yeah for sure and uh the other thing is there were presidents that could easily have gone on and served that many terms washington for sure yeah. could have and he was like nope not going to you know not going to do that he was
2: kind of the one that instilled the two terms like mm-hmm. he said like Set you the don't want, yeah.
1: right uh, not Roosevelt, though he was. He was going to stay until the but, party was over.
2: And also, the reason, like Roosevelt, was also when he became president. It was such a unique time in the country because you basically went from the Great Depression, right, to World War II, where it was it, it was, was
1: not a typical term it's, for sure.
2: You'd never like the transition of power would have been so difficult at that time.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, it would almost be like you know changing presidents in the middle of a pandemic. That would just be crazy oh. to do. <laughs> what?
2: That was good. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-uh. On this day in history, 1971, Marvin Gaye's single "What's Going On" is released from the album of the same name. I think what's sad is. That song perhaps is more playing it today than it was even this in might 1971. be the brightest,
2: <laughs> brightest room this song has ever been played in.
1: I know. <laughs> it's true. It is very bright. I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm struggling a little bit. I'm like uh, between the wind and the dogs and the snoring, it was it was a long night. So That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> speaking
2: of snoring, so Hokie is sleeping outside. Of the you know he typically sometimes sleeps in the bed with me right my mom is staying with me this week to Uh help me with the move and so (laughs) she lets hokey in and hokey falls asleep on the bed last or this yesterday morning and my mom has a work call
1: oh no and so in the
2: background (laughs) of her work call is just hokey snoring (laughs) she's like i'm sorry
1: you know who one of the loudest snorers is is my five pound yorkie winston He's such a loud snorer. Of course, that's probably because he's about a pound overweight. That could have something to do with it. Uh, Also on this day in history in 1980, President Jimmy Carter announces the U.S. boycott of the Olympics in Moscow. That happened on this day in history. Uh, If you're having a birthday today, you share it with some pretty cool folks. Director David Lynch is having a birthday today. He turns 77 years old. And then Paul Stanley from KISS is turning 71. This song, they just say it over and over and over And over and over.
2: But don't you want to rock and roll all night and party every day? Who doesn't? Absolutely.
1: Uh, also having a birthday is comedian Bill Maher, who turns 67 years old. He is probably, because a lot of people don't like Bill Maher. I do like Bill Maher. I don't always agree with him. Um, but he is he's pretty individualistic. So I, I do appreciate that about him. Uh, here he is in an interview.
3: You know, I'm a bit of a cynic. I think civilization is a mile wide and an inch deep. Without the police on the job, you know that movie, The Purge? Mm-hmm. It would be that every day without the police. Oh, I believe that there should be like a social order and there should be some authority. <laughs> right, and without yeah. it,
1: you know, yeah. I mean... Not an
3: anarchist. In, in two days, you would eat my liver.
1: <laughs> he does have a way of putting things that you really understand, and he's not wrong. I will say that. Uh, country singer John Michael Montgomery is having a birthday. He is 58 years old. Uh, this was a big hit from him. The Grundy County Auction. Yeah, I've
4: never seen anyone looking so fine. Man, I gotta have her. She's a one-of-a-kind. I'm going once, going twice. I'm so lady in a long black dress where she won my heart. It was no contest
1: with a ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. Fun. Fun, fun. Yeah, we- uh, actor Lorenzo Lamas is having a birthday today. He turned 65 years old. He, of course, was in Falcon Crest. He was in Greece. So I was like, oh, I'll pull something from Greece.
2: Um, he was in Greece?
1: He was in Greece. Do you remember the good-looking football player that kind of flirted with Sandy? Yeah, okay. And, okay, and then he's having... And John Travolta steals her away.
2: I played the coach in Greece.
1: Well, he played the, the, the little, high, you know, yeah. the, the athlete boyfriend. Never said hardly a word. He was in several scenes. He mouthed, Hey, how are you? or something like that. And then he gave her some money for the jukebox, and we never saw him again, other than in the background. But he was in that. Uh, he is turning 65 years old today. Also, having a birthday today, one of my favorites uh, on The Office, actor Rain Wilson, is turning 57 years old today.
0: I like the people I work with generally, with four exceptions. But someone committed a crime,
1: and I did not become a Lackawanna County Volunteer Sheriff's Deputy to make friends. There you go. Good thing. <laughs> and no, I'm not using his new name.
2: Marijuana is a memory loss drug, so maybe we're...
1: Because so, <laughs> right before this, he's talking to Kevin. What does this sound like? Lazy. Dull. Snacks a lot. Hey... <laughs> That's such a great episode. Uh, and then finally, drummer George Grantham of Poco having a birthday today. He turns 76 years old. In the heart of the
2: night. In the heart of-
1: 70s, early 80s. We heard a lot from from Poco. Uh, well, we're getting a lot of text this morning about our Mind Jam trivia. Today is National Coffee Break Day, and according to a 2022 survey, what is the reason that most coffee drinkers give for enjoying a cup of coffee? Uh, Nick from Madison Heights says the aroma. Oh, Ooh, that's I didn't that think is, about that. Is a good one. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Bear says it's something to keep his morning bourbon company. Bear, you're really putting yourself out there as a bourbon boozer. That's okay, you do you. Um Bill Hey,
2: the Bear bourbon bear booze cruise sounds like a good business.
1: Bears bourbon, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Bill from Penhook says for me it's the routine of making it just to start your day. I get that uh Dale says it's because they're addicted to caffeine well
2: i was about to say that other guy was like trying to quote the folgers ad
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> it could be so we're gonna have the answer coming up here in uh just a little bit thanks for joining us for this friday edition of the morning jam we'll have some friday funnies for you on the way coming up for your friday
0: some truth with a side of common sense you want answers then you found the right choice <laughs> we are the morning jam start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam now i'm right Ooh, in harmony one more cup and it's for me
1: Now, if that doesn't make you want to have a cup of coffee, I don't know what will. My mom doesn't like Folgers. She doesn't. She got. She, I had
2: a thing of Folgers, and she went and bought Starbucks coffee, like the, the K-Cups for Starbucks, because she was like, I don't like Folgers, and I was like, you don't like the best part of waking up?
1: I know, right? I like Folgers. I think Folgers is good. I like Dunkin', but I can't afford it. I mean, I got to sell plasma if I'm going to buy a well, can of Dunkin'. Well, they Dunkin's. are building
2: a Dunkin' Donuts facility, like actual Dunkin' Nearest. Well, if Dunkin they're asking
1: that much for a can of, of Dunkin', I can't even imagine what the cup costs. It's uh, cheaper than Starbucks. Well, Starbucks is terrible. So, yeah. That, anyway, uh, we're talking about coffee because it's a national coffee break day. And according to a 2022 survey, we wanted to know what is the reason most coffee drinkers give for enjoying a cup of coffee? We had a lot of great answers this morning. Most people said because of the caffeine. Some people said because of the aroma, uh, out of habit. Some people said that.
2: I'm thinking taste. I, I, I'm i going against the green here because, yeah, that makes the most sense.
1: Okay. Uh, well, the majority, according to this study, the majority of regular coffee drinkers report that they do drink it for the flavor, not for the caffeine. And the least popular coffee drink, according to reports, uh, is decaf coffee. Although I will say, when we did when we did weddings, just so y'all know, when you do weddings and you've got two carafes and one says has the decaf hanging on it and the other one doesn't have anything on it, usually they're both decaf, and nobody ever knows. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, the average American coffee drinker consumes 3.1 cups of coffee per day. And they drink okay. Uh, and they drink more coffee than uh, tap water as as a rule. Did your coffee go down the wrong way? Maybe. Uh, black coffee is preferred by 35% of coffee drinkers, cappuccinos and lattes tied for the most popular coffee beverage. Uh, so there you go. and and your Starbucks is the top coffee chain. I'm not a fan, but you know whatever makes you happy. There you go.
2: I prefer Duncan over Starbucks, but.
1: Well, like I say, I can't. I just can't get over how expensive Duncan is. I had listeners send me a picture of the price tag of, of a Duncan's. I think it was last week. And I was like, that is just absolutely insane. Uh, we have a lot of stories to get updated on this morning, uh, including the one about the six year old who shot his teacher in Newport News um he shot and wounded his teacher of course that's been at the the top of the headlines for a while now and now they're coming out and saying that the child suffered from an acute disability and that typically his parents accompanied him in class but did not the week the shooting occurred also On Thursday, the hospital that had been treating the teacher said that she had been released earlier in the week and was continuing outpatient care. The boy's family has released a statement through their attorney. It is the first public communication from the child's family since the shooting occurred. And it said, in part, our family has always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. The firearm our son uh, um, accessed, they're saying was secured. Now, what do they mean by secured? Uh, The lawyer told the Associated Press by phone last night that his understanding is that the gun was in the mother's closet on a top shelf that was well over six feet high. It had a trigger lock, that requires a key similar to a bike lock and that just doesn't sound that doesn't sound right to me you're telling me a 6-year-old was able to get into a shelf that was over 6 feet high he knew where it was he managed to climb up there get it find the key take the lock off the trigger and he has a disability Hmm. Uh, Regarding the disability, the family said the boy was under a care plan at the school that included his mother and father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. I would think that would have to be a pretty serious disability to okay that, and I'm not sure how that would even work. Uh, They said the week of the shooting was the first week they weren't in class with him. They also said that they would regret their absence for the rest of their lives. And it was unclear what they meant by accompanying him to class, whether that meant staying with him during all instruction. Um, They also aren't defining the disability. They did not really explain what his care plan was because care plans, that's a pretty broad thing from my understanding. Some kids might have uh, an individualized education program or an IEP, as they call it, because maybe they struggle with testing. You know they have testing anxiety or you know maybe they, they learn they may be allowed extra time to complete a test, things like that. Uh, when asked if the disability was intellectual or behavioral, the lawyer said it was all of the above. Well, clearly, it was behavioral.. Um... They've been accompanying him to class for a number of weeks. He believes a parent would sit with him during class on occasion, is what the lawyer said. And then, I guess, it was a joint decision between the school and the parent that this was no longer necessary. About 12% of students in U.S. public schools have what is known as an IEP or an Individualized Education Program and that requires input from parents, teachers, other staff, such as a school psychologist. And an accommodation for students with learning disabilities, like extended time for testing, which is what I said a few minutes ago. Um, I I, I don't know. For, to me, this gives us more questions than it, than it does answers. I just find it hard to believe that a, a child that age could go through all those loopholes to get to a gun. Hmm. 866-916-3776 is the, uh, is the phone number if you want to call and weigh in on any of the things we're talking about this morning. They did have high praise for the teacher uh, in their comments, the family did, uh, saying that she that, that they're praying for her. Uh, she selfishly served our son and the children in that school, worked diligently and compassionately to support our family as we sought the best education and learning environment, the family statement said, and they thanked her for her courage, grace, and sacrifice. So they were they were very, uh, had very kind things to say about her and also said that the child has been under hospital care since the shooting and, and is receiving the treatment that he needs. This is going to bring up a lot of questions because you know there was a time when when you had a child that had any type of mental disability or anything like that they were they were separated and they were taught separately and there has been a trend over the past few decades to integrate them into regular classrooms and you have to wonder if that especially in light of things like this if that's the right thing To do because you know for some of these kids they are either overstimulated or they they have extreme anxiety when they're around a lot of other uh, a lot of other kids I don't know I I think there's going to be a lot that we still have to learn uh, about this story for sure some other stories that we're going to get you updated on this morning uh, include uh, four suspects have been arrested after a body was found. In a Pulaski County River One is still missing there uh, And that's going to be coming up uh, More about that with WDBJ 7 Also A 22 year old has been arrested After the Timbers apartment shooting And a Roanoke woman Has been arrested on felony charges For actions during uh, January 6th I think the lesson with this is uh, Make sure you dress more benign Her outfit was way too loud She was so Very easy to spot. Who? From this this woman in Roanoke who was arrested for January 6th. Oh. I mean, they've got all these pictures. It's like the loudest possible. She went to her closet and said, what is the loudest, most obnoxious hat I can find? And I'm going to wear it. And even in a crowd of thousands and thousands of people, they're going to be able to to seek me out. It's a cautionary tale. I'm just saying. Um, And then we also have a a story um, about uh, something fun. I've never seen people so excited about a department store opening in Lynchburg as they were with Home Goods. I was getting text and <laughs> messaged on social media, "Are you going today?" No. <laughs> I'm not. First of all, I don't need anything. Second of all, Home Goods is a very dangerous place for me. It's probably more dangerous even than Hobby Lobby, and that's saying something. I don't have an extra $50 laying around that I'm going to blow on things that I just can't pass up. So, people are excited about it. And they made a huge donation yesterday. We'll talk about that coming up. Stevie J7 is on the way with your news and your weather forecast. Looks like the winds are subsiding. That's a good thing.
0: All that ahead on The Morning Jam. It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Clear and breezy today. Look for a high of 50 degrees. The sky remains partly cloudy to mostly clear tonight. Lows drop to 29. A sunny start to the weekend on Saturday, 50 the afternoon high. Clouds will move back in Saturday night with a low of 30. And on Sunday, it's looking wet with rain. Highs at 43 degrees.
1: Currently, 44 degrees in Bedford, 46 in Lynchburg, in Roanoke, 47 in Danville, 46 in Amherst, 44 in Appomattox. uh, Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers.
2: (laughs) These are um, plant-based meat alternatives, right? So scientists have figured out a way to get a bunch of plants and vegetables run them through a process, and get a kind of meat. (laughs) Which is pretty cool, but it's also what cows have been doing for hundreds of years.
1: They just do it way better. Yes, Yes, they do. They do it way, way better. And let me also just say, when you're talking about the impossible burgers or the plant-based meats and all this stuff if you're wanting less processed food which i mean science shows us that the things that are so unhealthy for us are the things that are overly processed what is more overly processed than this plant-based meat stuff
2: i think that's no thank you be a real american to eat red meat
1: yeah that's my theory too got some calls this morning Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. I'm here. Hello. You
3: you put out the bat signal. Did I? (laughs) You said call about that last story. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Do it.
3: Okay. uh, First of all, I believe the parents are obviously lying. Um, I have my 9mm up on a shelf six feet tall, the trigger guard on it, and my wife can't even reach it.
1: All right, so so just if, if someone's just joining us, we're talking about this story out of the Newport News area where the six-year-old shot his teacher, and finally the parents broke their silence on that, and they said that the gun was secured, that it was on a shelf six feet, over six feet tall, in the mother's closet. It had a trigger lock with a key, and yet somehow he was able to overcome all those things, and you're crying BS on it.
3: Definitely. Okay. My, literally, my wife would not be able to reach that. I have to get pots and pans off the upper cabinets all the time for her.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, don't judge us. We can't help it.
3: Um. <clears throat> I, think a, <laughs> I think a six-year-old is shorter than her, and my my couple of years, my four-year stint at teaching, IEPs are total BS for the most part. I had students at IEP because they were colorblind or a little dyslexic, and they were some of my best A students.
1: Right, but well, and I do think—I mean, I don't want to—I don't want to take anybody off, but I do think there are parents out there that kind of take advantage of of that process once they learn about it um, a little oh, bit. Not all, not all, and then there's some kids out there who should have one and they don't. So yeah, it's
3: not the—it's not so much the parents; it's the teachers. could the. The administration will tell the teachers, look out for kids that have any little thing. If we can put them on an IEP, we, be, we get more government money. They get so many thousands oh, extra geez. per student with an IEP on
1: it. But now, all right, so let's talk about that for a minute, Dale, because this kid, this seems like it's it's a little more than just, this kid's more than colorblind here. If his parents are coming, have you ever heard of a parent actually coming and sitting in a classroom with a kid? Well, I wish more than would have. They might have behaved better. Well, <laughs> no. yeah, maybe. But I've, I've, never, I've never heard of that. It must have been, the behavior must have been pretty bad if they thought that was warranted, I would think.
3: Right. Well, well if, it's, if his IEP is emotional distress, and then he doesn't need to be in with a regular population. Sorry, he needs special treatment, separated from the rest of society because he can't fit in, obviously, he's got that much of an issue. Yeah. Until he learns how to fit in, he needs to be separated. For the safety of the other children. They talk about inclusion. How about including the 98% that don't have an emotional issue? Keep them safe.
1: Well, and let me say this, too. I, I used to have a kid that was in my uh, middle school class that I used to teach at, at the church when I would work with the youth at the church. And anytime that we would have a group class, this kid would have an absolute physical meltdown it was pitiful and it wasn't just that it made the other kids uncomfortable this was a painful thing for them to go through so for even to, to put him in that situation was very uncool i thought
3: well you right, you're not i don't know how they thought when they started with mainstreaming let's keep let's put them all back in the classroom kids with issues it doesn't help them and it doesn't help the rest of the class Right. They get. They need special help, they admit it, If they give him an IEP and they say he's got these emotional issues, well then he needs to be with specialized teachers, trainers, psychiatrists, or whatever to help him with that, not throw him in with all the other kids who are trying to learn at a level that he's not nearly at yet.
1: Right, But and, and not not from by his own fault but he but it's it's not working clearly it's not working after we've seen this thanks for thanks for calling in this morning got another call to go to i appreciate it dale um i I definitely think this release has caused more questions than it has answers for sure uh, we've got another caller on the line. We're going to go back to the phone lines here on the Morning Jam. If you would like to weigh in, 866-916-3776 is our number. And uh, you're all welcome to call in. Good morning. You're on the Morning Jam.
4: Good morning, Janet. How you doing morning. this morning? I'm okay. Who's this? I don't know. That had, so they, had, they, had the, they had the gun locked with a key locked, I still had the key in it. But she could unturn the key and unlock it.
1: Well, I, I mean, there, there's... I, I
4: doubt it was on the shelf, either.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're crying. Uh, we got a lot of folks crying BS on this one. So, they were saying top shelf, over six feet high, had a trigger lock on it that requires a key. It doesn't mention where the key was.
4: Yeah, probably don't. You know, you're talking about kids having problems, and his mom my dad, whoever it was, goes to school with a You know, we paying her to go to school to sit with him. You know that? Well... Probably. So that's a lot of a lot of parents use their kids. They'll have, you know, I don't know. You just use something. They pay the state pays them to watch their kids, pays them to live in a house for the kids to live. We pay for all that because they don't want to work, so they use their kids. I mean, the kid might be something wrong. I don't know. Well, we don't. Know we're the, paying, we we're don't paying know her to sit there in that school with him.
1: Yeah, well, it could be. I don't. I don't know that much about the the situation, but. But I know we we've seen examples of that before, for sure. Thanks yeah. for thanks for calling in Thank this morning. You. I appreciate mm, it. Uh huh. Another call. All right. Good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. Hi, this is Janet. Who's this?
4: Hey, this is uh, Trucker Allen. Hey, Allen. Hey, um, I just saw a story this morning when I got up about I guess the Department of Justice has given up on a abortion leaker at the Supreme Court. Um, but why is that when they could send like twenty or thirty agents down to Bubba Wallace's uh garage and find the noose or, or they could send a hundred to Roger Stone's house or Mar a Lago. I just I don't understand why they're giving up on the abortion uh leaker story. Um uh, they can't find the abortion leaker.
1: Well, they don't wanna find. <laughs> they don't want to find them. There.
4: Well, was it? One of the Supreme Court justices? Is that why?
1: Doubtful. I doubt it. I mean, um, but I mean, but, uh, but if that if that was done by design. That was done because they thought it would help them win the midterms, and it did. Frankly,
4: well, well, I know, but I'm just saying, if they can send that many agents, the Department of Justice to uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, garage for a news they find, uh, you know, the Supreme Court leaker? They can't find it. I mean, it's got to be easy to find. I, I think I could probably find them.
1: Well, maybe you, you need know, to like, run right up there and see if you can figure that out.
4: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe they could send Matlock up there or something. I don't <laughs> It just seemed like a lot of the stuff they don't want to find. The stuff with Hunter Biden, they just flying and,
1: Well you know, and
4: now doing and cocaine now, uh, and they're Joe riding Biden. around in a Corvette.
1: <laughs> Joe Biden's saying that uh that he has no regrets about the whole classified documents thing, so well he's he said not worried it about it.
4: Up. he said that stuff was locked up with his corvette, but then he got Marjorie Taylor Green put a picture out of Hunter Biden riding around in a corvette with two ladies so um,
1: well, it was in the same garage as the as the corvette, I think wasn't it oh yeah, yeah. but.
4: The- Hunter Biden had access to the
1: documents? No, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had plenty of access. Hey, thanks for calling in this morning, (laughs) Alan. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, President Joe Biden is being criticized for saying he has no regrets about his handling of the classified documents. And he says it bugs him to be asked about it. He was uh, in California touring the storm damage And at the end of his remarks, a reporter shouted a question about the classified documents. And he says, you know what? Quite frankly, it bugs me. We have a serious problem here we're talking about. I'm assuming he means California. And we're talking about what's going on, Biden said, referring to the damage. And the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me about that. No, I think they want to know about the documents there, Joe. Joe. They asked him if he had any regrets. He said, we found a handful of documents that were filed in the wrong place. In your garage? It's not like they were putting the wrong file in the file cabinet, Joe. (laughs) He just, it's going to be, I'm going to be curious if he gets by with it. And I don't think he will because honestly, I think the Dems are part of the reason that it's uh, grown the legs that it has so far. Mm -hmm.
0: It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine brought to you by F&L Market through your Midtown grocer on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low. Today is a Friday, so I always like to do something a little fun for those of you who might want to get in the kitchen and, uh, you know, spend a little time this weekend This is pork that I'm told is roasted the way the Tuscans do it. Uh, It's a wonderful, easy technique, and it really is delicious. Now, it may sound a little weird, but bear with me. On a work surface, you're going to do the following. You're going to mince together some, if you can get it, fresh sage, rosemary. You're going to put in a little bit of uh, ground black pepper, two cloves of minced garlic, a little bit of salt, and... It calls for fennel pollen. I don't have that. It's very, very expensive. So I use just some uh, some of the top off of a bulb of fennel and dice that in and put it in there just for the flavor. Then you're going to heat a frying pan over medium heat. You're going to take your tenderloin and you're just going to make it golden on all sides. It'll take you about eight to 10 minutes. Then you're going to roll that pork in that herb mixture and set it aside. Then, this is where it gets a little weird, but bear with me. You're gonna cut open a large baguette halfway down, scoop out the bread from the inside, brush the insides of it with some olive oil, and you're just gonna lay that pork on the inside of the baguette until the pork is completely enclosed. Trim off the ends of the bread, tie the baguette up with some kitchen string twine, and preheat your oven to 375. Place the pork on a bake sheet and roast it until it's done at about 155, uh, and then you're gonna let it rest for about 10 minutes. Remove the strings, cut it into slices. This is gonna be the most tender, juicy pork loin you've ever made. It's super easy. Apparently, in Tuscany, that's the way they do it. You wanna give it a try? Check it out. Go to our Facebook page, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe, along with lots of others, and uh, it might be a fun thing to try out this weekend. Check it out. Brought to you by Evan Market, where their meats are cut above.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam.
2: One day I came in with get out of jail free cards from Monopoly and passed them out. <laughs> that was underappreciated. I used to work in an office. One day a woman came up to my desk and said, hey, can I use the phone, please? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. She goes, um, do I have to dial nine? I said, "Um, you know, I, I don't know who you're calling.
1: <laughs> you calling the cops? <laughs> Start with nine. There you go. He's probably not, uh, probably not great at customer service, I'm sure, guessing. Uh, they probably would yeah. not hire him at Home Goods. It was
2: tired. How to get fired from any job? So he used to work at a president, and he passed out. Uh, ah, so that's why it. he said the um, you know jail free card. I now I, it now it makes sense. Yeah, I should. I, I get it. <laughs> I thought I was at the right point, but I didn't go back far enough.
1: There you go. We got it. Uh, so Home Goods is opened in the Hill City. I've never seen so many excited women in my life. I had girlfriends texting me. They were messaging me. Are you going? Are you going today? It's open. I'm going. I'm like, well, I, I hope you I have, have so a lot far of extra money.
2: Avoided telling my mom it's open. I don't know if she's
1: You should go. You just bought a house. You need to go to Home Goods. It's I your duty. It? Absolutely. Home <laughs> Goods is very duty. affordable. <laughs> I did. Um, it's uh, it's very affordable. Okay. The problem is it's so affordable. Then you go in and you see something you love and you're like, but it's so affordable. I need to go ahead and buy I will say avoid the dog aisle. Because they have, like, the best dog toys, dog clothes, dog anything. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, They moved in right next to Dick's Sporting Goods at the mall. And they had an official ribbon cutting yesterday. And they presented a $10,000 donation to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. So, that's kind of cool. But, yeah. A lot of people are very excited about it. I need to see. My friend Kim did not tell me. If she actually went and if she managed not to spend a ton of money, I'm thinking because I didn't hear from her, she succumbed to the temptation. That's what I'm thinking probably happened. So there we go. Um, We are getting more information about a story that um, occurred Wednesday night that we talked about on the show yesterday uh, at the 2300 block of Old Forest Road at Timbers Apartments. And uh, the Lynchburg Police Department say now that an arrest has been made uh, in this incident. Uh, Delante Lee Pinnell is 22 years old. I swear in the photo, he looks like he's 12. He was arrested. He's been charged with two counts of malicious wounding, two counts of using a firearm, and commission of a felony. He is being taken to Blue Ridge Regional Jails, being held without bond. They are saying it's an isolated incident but the investigation is active and ongoing. So um, two people, one man, one woman, drove away from the scene and then later called 911 from the Linkhorn Drive, Joe Beans, in that area. And apparently they were treated and released and and this young man has been um, has been arrested. Another story that that was in the news this morning, is uh, a story that I cannot believe is two years old, but it is uh, about the, the killing of Samantha Robinson. And I remember this story so well because she um, has a very young son and there's still no answers as far as who shot and, and killed Samantha Robinson and they're saying that the detectives have spent countless hours following up on numerous leads over several months. They're continuing to follow up on leads, they say. Um, Robinson's family uh, did not do an interview this week. They said they're still looking for uh, a way to heal a wound that just won't go away. And I, it, this was a very, I don't know if you remember the story, but this woman was killed by a stray bullet while she was driving down uh, 12th Street and Kemper Street. I mean, that could have been any any of us. And they did think the shooting was, was random, uh, kind of a wrong place, wrong time. But that's that's no consolidation, consolation at this point. Um, I hope they're going to get information. But of course, you know, Every year that passes, you give up more. You give up hope on that. Um, but I hope they're not gonna gonna give up on it. We've got a lot of stories out there. Uh, a little bit later on in the next hour, we're gonna be talking about a story out of Fairfax where a guy went to pick up chipotle. This could be you, dude, and got carjacked. Just picking up his chipotle. That was all. Just picking it up. So uh, also coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to have a uh, a, a interview that's going to make you feel good. We talk all the time about the opportunities that are out here for our kids to take in and enjoy and learn. Uh, There's going to be one coming up in February, kind of like a mini camp that they're doing at the National D-Day Memorial. And so we're going to tell you more about that as we uh, interview Mitchell Gaiman, who is the educator and public outreach coordinator, and uh, he's directly involved with this mini camp. And if I'm not mistaken, it's for third grade through fifth grade, and it's very targeted there. If you really want your kids to to know about history and real history, we have so many opportunities uh, here that, that they can take in and do that. So I hope that lots of you that have kids, grandkids, you're going to you know get them involved in this my kids were very into history and i think a lot of kids are so this will be a wonderful opportunity for you to find out how you can be a part of that and we'll talk about it coming up uh, at the eight o'clock hour our numbers 866-916-3776 our text number 434-248-0704 thanks for the calls this morning you guys as always make our mornings and we appreciate those calls and texts. We'll be back with our second hour here on The Morning Jam.